The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, May the 30th. And we are here to have a little look back at the last day of the Premier League on Sunday. And we've got a couple of cup finals to cover. We've got the Europa League final on Wednesday. And we have the FA Cup final on Saturday afternoon. Uh, joining me uh, for a little turbo show tonight is Mr Barry Penaluna. Baza, what's happening? Even Malcolm, you all right? I'm all right, yeah. Uh, we're a bit late tonight, Baz. You've had uh, you like a bit of drama lately, Baz. Give us a little brief, a little brief pricey of what's happened tonight. Uh, oh, I've been coaching the under under thirteen girls team. Me and my mate coach doing the coaching. Uh, a group of reprobates turned up, stole one of our footballs. We reclaimed said football, uh, and then they all kicked off, saying we'd assaulted them and all of this lot. Uh, turned up with parents getting aggressive, wanting to fight us and everything. Uh, so we had to commandeer the help of the local rugby team who were training near us <laughs> until the police turned up and the police turned up and dispersed everyone and it all calmed down. All very, very silly over a football. Um, but yeah, we were a little bit outnumbered. There was two of us and about 12 of these uh, angry mob um, accusing us of all sorts when all that had happened is they had stole a football from us and we took it back. Um, so uh, lots of silliness. Uh, lots of unnecessary drama that I could easily have done without tonight. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I like the fact you enlisted the help of the big boys. That's always the way to do it, like. Yeah, I'd, I'd sent, sent the, the, there was basically two two coaches and two young girls left at this point, uh, clearing up. Uh, so I told the two young ones, I said, look, go and get a few of the rugby lads down to uh, help out here. We're, we're a little bit outnumbered. Uh, and six massive rugby blokes turned up, like, just <laughs> down. And just went, what's going on here? And suddenly everything calmed down a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it helped. You must be very, uh, very intimidating, Baz. I was stood there with one of the uh, steel poles from my uh, pop-up goals. No, oh, nice. And, and, and Armed and ready. If, if anyone had thrown a punch, uh, I had a pole ready to go. Like <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, nice bit of drama there. Yeah. <laughs> Serial was wondering why we were late, so... Is that good enough for you, see, really? He's accepted. Uh, he's, he's accepted the apology. He's accepted the apology for a bit of um, a bit of late night scrapping. That's broken Britain for you, everyone. Uh, broken Britain, live and well yeah. in the the sleepy surrounds of Bingham in Nottinghamshire. Um, middle class town as well, Bingham. You know, middle class town. Well, apparently, it sounds like the uh, the northerners are uh, bringing the area down. Bars, bang goes the neighbourhood, as they say. <laughs> um, so yeah, 48 hours ago, uh, the Premier League um, last day of the season. It it was quite good fun, Baz, without ever really getting very exciting. There was loads and loads of goals, which was good because everyone we thrown out loads of systems, we thrown out a million picks. Everyone on the Discord was all over everything. Um, like one of the big bets was all the teams to score, all 20 teams to score, and I think we were 12. Twelve of them had scored by half time. There was over one and a half first half goals landing. So there's loads of stuff going on without it ever really getting like I never had a proper big sweat on a bet. And I never had a proper big sweat on 
like Everton going down, which was what we were hoping for. Um, I mean, Leicester got in front for about half an hour. It was half an hour in the middle of the day um, when Leicester were winning and Everton weren't. And that really was it, Baz. So it was good fun. I enjoyed it. I went to the pub. Uh, I drank all sorts of things and enjoyed it. But um, it wasn't quite the grandstand finish that everyone was uh, was hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it was it was what we expected in terms of there would be some silly scores. We said there's always a team scores five. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, Arsenal scored five. I thought it was going to be Southampton at one point. I thought nobody was tipping there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Last on the list, really. I mean, my, my prediction on that was Spurs at 25 to 1 to hit five goals. They scored four. Uh, yeah. So we had Spurs scored four, Liverpool and Southampton both hit four, uh, and Arsenal got a five. So there was plenty of silliness with it. You know, a 4 4 result. At any other stage in the season, that 4 4 doesn't happen. Um, but final day madness, that's the sort of thing that can happen. I think um, I was a whisker away on things. I had goal scorer treble, Salah, Kane and Watkins. Kane and Watkins come in early. Liverpool score four. Salah doesn't get any of them. I mean, what are your chances? Um, yeah. And the first half treble I put out, missed by a goal. Uh, the Leicester game was 1-0. One more goal there would have seen that hit. So I was close on a, on a few things. One thing that, that did, pay off for me was the goal scorer stuff um, you know we'll yes. to come to the games but but goal scorers were were gold really you know take Salah out of the equation you had Kane Watkins Firmino we put out there uh, there was loads there wasn't a Jotter and Gakpo so we'd said Liverpool strikers would get in amongst them Mitrovic got on the score sheet so all the regular names that we put out all season were there Mitrovic but, didn't score Salah was the only one uh, didn't he score the first goal Nah, it was Kenny Tetty. Kenny whatever Tetty. his name is. Mitrovic, yeah, you're right. Mitrovic missed a penman, didn't he? Mitrovic missed the penalty that cost Again. us. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to go game by game, Baz, just because we're a bit short of time. But, um, oh, that's a shame. See, my, my individual picks did okay. Yeah. Um, I'm quite happy not to go game by game, but I think sort of had a quick flick through what I put out, certainly in the, the Newcastle game. I put Elliot Anderson one shot on goal, uh, one shot on target. Came in at eleven to eight. I put Kane out as my pick for the Spurs game. Scorer tick, and put him out for a couple of shots on target, uh, and that hit again. Firmino was my pick in the Liverpool game. That was as inevitable as anything, wasn't it? Um, so I, yeah, I feel like I hit quite a few things. Even the Man United game over one point five first half goals. Um, so I thought there was plenty there. It was just the fancy stuff that I couldn't get on the end of, and and. You know that that's what we were we were all hoping for on the on the final day was some of those fancy things to to come in. But I mean, you had a few systems, didn't you? I mean, there must have been. Yeah, I've got like, most of it like it, it written down here. I, I feel like we danced around everything because I know Patrick, for example, sent us a message on Twitter with a list of bets that he cashed and with it, with about nine on there. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I didn't really get that many. I put on twenty seven bets in the morning. Um, not tons of money. I bet like 165 quid spread around 27 different. I had no idea what I was like, what I'd bet while I was watching it during the afternoon. I was just sort of continually refreshing my balance to see what ended up. And I ended up with 106. So I lost like a little bit. Um, but it was things like, um, like you see, I went up the lads on Crystal Palace for some reason on the goals and Forest that finished one all. But if you'd taken another game, we, we said about a ladder game in Southampton, it was that ladder game. Um, so my picks were three for 10, sort of returned about seven units from my 10. Um, full of missing a penalty at 1-0 up. That would have cashed for me with the 
Yeah. Uh, the, well, A, I think they probably got on to win the game anyway, but it would have been an automatic cash um, on the bet three six five two goals, which is what I was using. Um, that was at six to one. Forest couldn't hang on to their lead. Uh, they were at fifteen to four. Um, so yeah, danced around the, the the systems. The only one that hit um, over three and a half goals missed, uh, but the over four and a half goals did hit. Uh, that would have that would have returned a little bit of profit. Only three hit, but it was Liverpool, it was Tottenham, and it was Arsenal. So they all hit at three to one plus uh, sixteen to five and seven to four. Uh, so they returned a few. But yeah, we had some scores as well. Bobby Firmino was a great pick. Um, the dogs nearly hit. Again, the Fulham missed penalty. And Southampton did have a two-goal lead at one point. So that did pay out at 7-1. to one. So like I said, I feel like we were dancing all around it, Baz, without actually hitting anything. But it wasn't a terrible day. And there were certainly enough winners and enough sort of well-handicapped or well-thought-out systems uh, to give you something there if, if you were good enough to, to land on the right side. Yeah, one thing I did get, oh, Malcolm, was our EFL playoff stuff. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went for uh, Luton in the first one, Carlisle to beat Stockport, and Chef Wed was the last one. So I hit the treble, nine uh, sorry, 92 plus 450 uh, for all three of those to go through, qualify, promoted, as, as you were. Um, I mean, Christ. It looked very much like that all three of those were going to penalties, didn't it? And I'm sitting there yeah. watching the last one just thinking, these games, they might as well just go to penalties at the start because they're always just cagey affairs, aren't they? Nobody wants to lose, is well, there? They all won one as well. Oh, sorry, um, Ben. Yesterday was nil-nil. Yeah, it was nil-nil yesterday, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, very cagey affairs and what have you. There's a lot at stake for these teams, isn't there? But, uh, yeah, Chef Wed avoided the penalty shootout. And, uh, yeah, cash the treble. So that was a nice, nice, nice play for me. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you what, we, we'll crack on. I'll tell you first about Edge Boost. Uh, Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Uh, Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in bet and advances, which can be extremely valuable too. Uh, imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favourite futures without tying up that bankroll for months. Double down on a favourite bet you like. Or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge bracket gross, not on brand for SGP. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Uh, do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favourite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge sign up. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years old at the use problem gambling. Call one 800 Gambler and the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Final Contest. Uh, two more free contests for the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals and exclusively on the SGPN app. Uh, series props and game props for a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs. Download the SGPN app and enter today. So the, the relegation teams, Baz, it ended up Southampton. We knew Leicester and Leeds joined them. Did you have any any thoughts on, on those three going down? Um, I mean, it, exactly the same as we thought last week when Leicester didn't have a go against Newcastle. I just thought it was stupid because, yeah. here we go. We go and win on Saturday, Sunday, but it means nothing because it's not in their hands. Um, and, you know, Dean Smith said afterwards, he came in and knew they needed 11 points. Um, 
and it turned out they only got nine. And I thought, well, yeah, if he knew they needed nine, you didn't points, try to get eleven <laughs> and they go to Newcastle, and they come away from Newcastle with six. Shouldn't he have realised he needed two more, as he could only get three? He couldn't get five points on Sunday. That, that yeah. wasn't possible. Um, I think it was a bit stupid, a bit naive of them. I think they had to have a go against Newcastle. And say it might not have helped them. Um, but it always felt like Everton would win that game at home to Bournemouth. Um, and, and Yeah, there wasn't much in that, really. I, the, I sort of yeah, heard that it was broken. A bit of a world, he wasn't it? The finish, you know. To take, to yeah, it was a great goal. Finish to, to win it. Um, and we were all hoping, sort of, everyone in every WhatsApp group I was in was hoping for a little bit of late drama somewhere <laughs> and it just never looked like happening, did it really? I think Pickford did have one save to make. Yeah, he did. Um, but beyond that, I think you always felt like Everton would hold out once they got ahead. Um, probably, well, it, it, you know, the, the three teams that go down are, are the three teams that deserve to go down because they've got less points than everybody else. Um, and I don't think you can well, look at any of them and think that particularly deserved any more than they got. No, Leicester did kind of sleepwalk into it. Leeds, their attempt at stopping up was an absolute disgrace. I don't know what any of the decision-making involved was. Um, and then whatever, Sam Allardyce. What got me about Allardyce was, I think it was the second press conference. Ignore all that bollocks about him saying he was Guardiola. Um, the second press conference, when he just sat there like a big sad potato and just said a load of big sad potato uh, things. Yeah, Just I, sort of like... I was going to say, that, talk about this actually, because I, I put a tweet out the other day about interim managers and how well that worked for everyone. Dean yeah. Smith, Sam Allardyce, Lampard, Stellini for Spurs and then and then Ryan Mason didn't didn't do anything for anybody. Uh, you know, you could argue Hodgson um, did make yeah. a difference. But uh, as I always said, I think, I think they'd have been okay anyway with their fixtures. Um, but Allardyce, I get why people used to go for him in them situations, but who was it tried it last year? It was Watford, wasn't it? Did he get Watford relegated? I can't remember. West Brom. West Brom, West Brom he yeah. got relegated. So he failed in his last attempt at saving someone. And you, as you say, you see him sitting in these um, press conferences and he, I'm thinking, how can this bloke inspire anyone? He looks beaten. He sounds beaten. He's yeah. totally like just, just downtrodden. As soon as he come in, he just sounded defeated from the start. And I thought, how can he pick anybody up? He used to have a bit more about him, I think, a bit more charisma and... I just, it just, I don't get him anymore. I don't know what the idea is with Sam Allardyce, but I think that was a terrible move for Leeds. And that's not and that's to say they would have stayed up anyway. But I think if Leeds and Leicester had held on to Gracia and Rogers, I think they'd have had a better chance. I think, I think, you know, there's a chance they might have got got out of it. Possibly not, but I mean, we well, said the performances time. were terrible. I mean, the the did he pick up one point? I think Allardyce from that. From, home draw with Newcastle but they've got to West Ham and lost 4-1 you think they've got a huge game at the beginning against Tottenham say right come on lads into these lot today straight away 90 seconds just didn't even bother defending and got beat 1-0 uh, I'm sorry you conceded and then the same start of the second half right lads come on let's get we've got a 45 minutes to save our lives 90 seconds later uh, Tottenham scored again yeah pathetic attempt um, the other thing on the back of that Baz was <laughs> if you see the list of the and I know it's kind of historical names. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but the championship looks incredibly strong. Like, it's yeah. almost like minus the sort of the top four or five. They're just like old Premier League teams in there. Like, um, yeah. they're just yeah, I mean, name after name after name. I was wondering, is it, it must be the first time in a while where one of the 
none of the promoted teams to the Premier League have gone down, is it? I don't know. First time happened. since 2008 or something, Baz, I think. So for a while, I mean, all three of them, Fulham, Bournemouth, Forest, um, haven't gone down. So it means yeah, you're getting three Premier League teams going down, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I looked at that the other day. You know, the teams coming up, Sheffield, Ball, uh, Ipswich, and was it? Plymouth was the other one at Plymouth. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, it will be a strong division. Hard, but then hard you division. added there, obviously, you've got Sunderland and Middlesbrough from our neck of the woods. Um, but, I mean, then traditional, what we, you'd consider Premier League teams, Stoke City, West Brom, Coventry, uh, Watford. There's just uh, Norwich City. There's just, um, it's an incredibly uh, tight division. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, I look forward to covering that over the summer, Baz. We'll see if we can pick uh, pick an anti-post winner in that one. Uh, Looking at anti-post, I did have a quick look at the odds for the Premier League next year. What price do you think Man City are? Oh, one to uh, two. Uh, four to six. Bit minus one fifty. Right. Bit bit bigger than I expected to be honest. I thought about that. Arsenal second favourites. You having that? Uh, well, I can't. I'm struggling a bit with Arsenal because I thought they were brilliant up here, but then. Yeah. The other five games either side, they were shite. Um, so I don't quite know what to do with them in my mind. There's not much between them all. Arsenal 7-1, to one, Liverpool, Man United both 8-1, to one, uh, Chelsea at 12s, Newcastle 14s and Spurs down at 40-1. to one. Um, I, I think Spurs are on a massive downward spiral. I think they could struggle to get anywhere near that top six for a while. I, I mean, sounds like Kane's probably going to go. Um can't get a manager in, and once Kane goes, you just look at round and think, where, where's, where's the football coming from? Where, where's the goals coming from? Yeah, it just, it just doesn't. It, it screams average, doesn't it? That Spurs team, I think. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing to mention that Seville's just brought up in the chat was uh, Dortmund. Oh, um, what was all that about as well? Yeah, so Dortmund just had to beat Mainz, didn't they, in the final game? Um, knowing that they'd win the league for the first time in what 12 years I think the Bayern yeah. won 11 in a row now um, they went 1-0 down they missed a penalty to equalise they had another good penalty shout turned down then they went 2-0 down um, that was it big trouble uh, and then Bayern Munich went behind didn't they or did they no the Cologne they... equalised Munich went 1-0 yeah, equalised equalize. which put Dortmund back in front Um and then Bayern got a late late winner, didn't they? Which nicked it. So Dorman did get it back to two two, but not enough. Um, I just, oh man, I thought surely Mainz have got no interest in winning this game. <laughs> Everybody else in Germany must be sick of Bayern winning it every year. And you look, the Mainz players at the end look like really, really disappointed with themselves. Like they were the sort of the, yeah, they all went off sulking and stuff, you know, not celebrating the the point against Dortmund. It looked like we're like, oh, what have we done? We've just given another title to Bayern Munich, but uh, oh, that was that was a proper bottle job, like yeah, it was. Well, I was good at that, but Mainz at five to four. So in the ninety fifth minute, I was counting my money, and then he stuck that one in the bottom corner, and then the ref blew the final whistle. So I really couldn't have got any worse for me, like it. Uh, it didn't do anything for me at all. Um, right, Baz, we've got 10 minutes to have a look at these two cup finals. Uh, Wednesday night, 8pm um, kickoff, which is 3pm Eastern time. Um, 
the Europa League final. Uh, Sevilla will take on Roma in Dublin at the Aviva Stadium. Uh, Sevilla are 7-4, plus 175. The draw is 19-10, plus 190. And Roma are 15-8, plus 187. They are the 90-minute uh, prices, the prices to win the game uh, in 90. To lift the trophy, both teams are 10-11, to 11, uh, minus 110. Uh, Sevilla have got a record six wins in this competition. Uh, the nearest team of Teams have got three wins. Uh, quite an incredible record uh, in this competition. They've never lost a final. Uh, Roma have never won this competition. Uh, the Roma manager, Jose Mourinho, has a ridiculous record of 11 wins in 13 finals since 2003. Uh, and he has a 100% record in European finals, five for five, two Champions Leagues, two Europa Leagues, and one Conference League. Um so, Sevilla are sitting in 11th place. They've got one game left to play. They're sitting in 11th in La Liga, uh, having won 13 of their 37 league matches. They've not won in three. Uh, but like I say, they're a different team in this competition. Um, they ended up in this competition, they got kicked out of the Champions League, uh, having finished third in the group behind Borussia Dortmund and Manchester City, which was fair enough. So, they parachute into the Europa League where they beat PSV 3-2 over two legs. They beat Fenerbahce 2-1 over two legs. They beat Manchester United 5-2 and then beat Juventus in the semi-final uh, 3-2. Things that stood out for me here were they didn't win in a way leg um, in any of those games. They lost in PSV. They lost in Fenerbahce. Uh, and they were 2-0 down at Man United until Man United uh, completely imploded in the last five minutes. And they got a 1-1 draw in Italy against Juventus. Um, so I know it's neutral ground, but still away from home, away from their stronghold, I'd be really loath to take them in 90 minutes. Um, I just couldn't do it having looked at those four lines. Uh, Roma are sixth and Syria won 17 of their 37 games. They're in terrible form. Seven games without a win. It's completely blown their Champions League qualification hopes. Um, in this competition, they finished second in Group C behind Real Betis, won three of their six games before they beat Salzburg 2-1 on aggregate, Sociedad 2-0, Feyenoord 4-2 and Leverkusen 1-0. In all of that time, Roma only had one away win and that was in the group against Helsinki, uh, not exactly stellar opponents. Um, this final does have a history of goals, uh, 28 goals in the last eight finals. Um the last two have both finished 1-1 and that looks like the score to me. Um, I can't take Sevilla to win. The presence of Jose Mourinho looms large over this game. Um, I've got the draw as my main pick, Baz, at 19-10, plus 190. Um, the correct score, it's not, I don't think it's going to be 2-2, so I think you could do worse than splitting your stakes on 0-0 at 5-1 and 1-1 at 9-2. And like I say, I can't ignore the presence of Mourinho. So I think Roma to lift the trophy, even though Sevilla have got an incredible record, uh, Mourinho, that five for five, he just knows how to get it done. Uh, 10 to 11, Roma to lift the trophy, possibly on penalty kicks. Um, that would be my plays on this one, Pat. Yeah, I mean, he does know how to get it done. Um, he's not. He, he also knows how to just stink the place out with a horrible brand of football. Um 
that can be dull as anything to watch. I mean, I don't profess to be any kind of expert on Italian football, but we've seen enough of Mourinho's sides over the years to know what he's all about. And by all accounts, from re- looking into this, it hasn't been pretty watching Roma in the last couple of months. Um, they failed to win any of the last seven league games. They had a, had a top four spot within their reach and blew that. They finished up sixth. Obviously, Champions League spots up for grabs here for the winner of this one. Um, but I'm not convinced it's going to be Roma. And I think it's hard to back them on their current form. As I say, they haven't won any of, of the last seven games in this in, in the league. Um, obviously, they got past Leverkusen with a 1-0 win in the first leg. And then they just shut up shop. Second leg, they finished the game with just one shot on goal uh, and an XG of 0.03. So if Roma get ahead, we know exactly what we can expect from them. Low scoring. Um, it hasn't been Sevilla's finest season, but they have improved vastly in the second half of the season. They, they lost 2-1 to Madrid at the weekend. But that was their first defeat in seven games uh, and just their second defeat in 13 games. Um, they have got here via a tough run. They've beaten PSV, Man United, Juventus along the way. And I think I can back Sevilla here, but I'll take them to lift the trophy, uh, as I do think it could be a tight one. I just think Sevilla will be a bit more ambitious in their approach, uh, and I think they can get the job here, job done here. So, Sevilla to lift the trophy, I think, is available at evens, um, and that, that was the way I was going to go with it. Did come up with a, a, an interesting stat looking at this one, though, researching uh, the, the recent forms of the two teams. There's been a red card in each of Sevilla's last four games, uh, three nice. of them for Sevilla themselves uh, and one for one of the opposition. And since April, so in the last two months, uh, Sevilla games have had seven red cards in total, five of them for Sevilla, two for the opponents. Uh, and cards did seem a regular feature in Sevilla games lately. There were seven cards shown in each leg of the semi-final against Juventus. So 14 over the two legs. And over the two legs against Man United, there were 12 cards, eight in the first leg, four in the second. I think over 5.5 cards in this game is therefore something that appeals to me. Uh, it's a little bit short, around four to six or something. Um, possibility for a ladder there as well. There's, there's plenty of potential for cards in this one. So we may pick Sevilla to lift the trophy at evens. I'll take the over 5.5 cards at four to six. And if you're looking to get involved in any kind of bet builder, then I'm, I'm looking at El Naziri for Sevilla. He's 8-5 to five to score any times, so plus 160. Uh, but I might look at him for shots on target and things like that because uh, I, I fancy Sevilla to have a go. I think they will be more ambitious than Roma. Um, so, yeah, that, those are the picks for me. So we've made people wait 40 minutes, Baz. I give out Roma to lift the trophy and you give out Sevilla to lift the trophy. That's a... I thought I thought you'd give out the draw. I must have switched off as you carried on. Through your... Well, yeah. God, I carried right on, Baz. After the draw happens, it goes to penalties and Roma win on pens at plus 750. Ah, you're wrong. Uh, well, yeah, so are you. Uh, okay, then. So let's see if we can conquer. I bet we're in agreement on this next one, Baz. <laughs> we're definitely in agreement on this next one. Uh, FA Cup final is Saturday uh, afternoon. Manchester City against Manchester United. Manchester City two to one on minus two hundred. The draw fifteen to four plus five seventy five. And Man United nineteen to four plus four seventy five. That's not right. It's the other way around, did it? Uh, the draw is plus four seventy five. And Man United are plus five seventy five. Uh, not that it matters. Baz, lead us off. Yeah, so City are in a slump, Mal, aren't they? They're falling apart. Slump. Two games without a win now. Um, absolutely falling apart. Um, no, but realistically, I think we draw a line through those two games versus Brighton and Brentford where City had won the league. They made a few changes. I mean, we've not seen Grealish for a, for a few weeks now. I think he's been drunk for the last two weeks. 
Um, but plenty of other changes and rotation. Haaland didn't get involved at the weekend. De Bruyne wasn't involved. Diaz. Um, so plenty of changes. And, and really, they just cruised through those couple of games without getting out of first gear. Um, amazingly, given City's dominance in the last decade, they've only actually made the FA Cup final once in the last 10 years. That was a surprise to me. Um, 6-0 win over Watford. You're going to tell me I'm wrong there, aren't you? No, no. I was just going to say, if you'd asked me, I would have bet eight times. I've seen you unmuting yourself. I thought he's going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm yeah. just, yeah, if, you should have asked me then because I could have made a complete note of fool of myself. Because yeah. I've, definitely, I've definitely watched them eight times in the last 10 years in the cup final. Well, there you go. It must have been the league cup final all the time. <laughs> the beat, beat uh, Watford 6-0. I remember the Watford game. Um, this will be Man United's third visit in the last 10 years. They had a win over Palace in extra time. Um, and a 1-0 defeat to Chelsea more recently. Chelsea have actually been there in five of the last six. So that's must, who you've seen. Yeah, that must be really. it. Uh, Chelsea apparently get there every year, just about. Um, the last two finals have both been low scoring. Liverpool-Chelsea stunk the place out, didn't they, with that 0-0 last year? Yes. An absolute ball fest. Uh, went to penalties and uh, that was that. Uh, Leicester beat Chelsea 1-0 the year before. So the last couple have been s- slow burners. Um, so I looked at the head, head form between the two teams. Man United won the last one 2-1. Uh, that was the infamous Bruno Fernandes goal uh, where Rashford was definitely not interfering with play. Um, the two prior to that, though, were City wins, 6-3 and 4-1. So we've seen 17 goals in the last three head-to-head matches between the two sides. Um, so I'm going back in here to Man City's form against the, the so-called bigger side. Uh, they beat Arsenal 4-1 and 3-1. They beat Liverpool 4-1, Bayern 3-0, Madrid 4-0, Leipzig 7-0. And I think if Man, United, Man City sorry, come out and hit their stride like they did in that Madrid game, it could be a walk in the park for them. Now, now I'm not quite right enough. Man United, I know people will point to their recent good form and defensive improvements. They have won four in a row in the league. But it has all come off the back of a really, really sort of solid displays at home. Old Trafford has become a bit of a fortress this season. And three of those last four games were all at Old Trafford. Away from Old Trafford, their form in recent months is just average. Uh, they've actually only won one of their last six in all competitions away from Old Trafford. Um, how many times can I say Old Trafford in one? <laughs> yeah, keep many, going. I'm enjoying it. Many, too many times. Um, so, yeah, in the last three months away from home, Old Trafford, um, they've lost to Liverpool, Newcastle, Sevilla, Brighton, West Ham. Um their two wins at home have come against Bournemouth and Forest. They're the only t- two sides they've beaten in the league anyway. Sorry, they, beat, they did beat Betis in, in Europe. Um, now, I know it's strictly not an away game. It's a neutral venue. Um, but I just think the home is their sanctuary at the, at the moment for Man United. Um, I know they've already won a cup here at Wembley this season. They were deserved winners against Newcastle. But there wasn't too much between the sides on that day. Um, and they hit Newcastle at the worst point in the season for us. And I think they'd need a much better performance if they're going to get a positive outcome from this one. So I can't see past Man City, uh, and I'm confident enough to take them in a handicap. I know Man United games have been tighter lately and low scoring. Um, I think they'd love that to be the case here, so they've got a chance. But I think if City can get on a score sheet early, could open up from there. And I think City to win by two or three here. Uh, but the pick for me will be City minus one and a half on the handicap at five to four, plus 125. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I was quite happy handicapping this without even looking at any 
numbers. Uh, I did because I'm a pro, um, but it was a fairly brief handicap. I think City are the far superior team. They will go all out here to uh, try and mull a Man United if possible. I did look at the head-to-heads, Baz, and yeah, that 2-1 Man United win, it came in controversial circumstances. It also came at the height of that little mini run uh, that Manchester United had in January and February. Um, that 2-1 win was the last of five wins in a row that they had. Uh, but they were getting beat before that ridiculous goal. Uh, before that, City beat them 6-3. Um, City were 6-1 up until the 84th minute. Uh, Manchester United got a couple of garbage time goals in that. Um, yeah, I think City will absolutely stuff them. Um, my bets here, Baz, are... It's a Asian handicap like you, but let's get up the ladder, I think. Um Minus one and a half goals is five to four plus one twenty-five. Uh, minus two and a half is twenty-six to nine plus two ninety. And then it only went up to it minus two and a half or minus three. Um seventeen to four plus four twenty-five. The other way to take it is your team total uh, over two and a half Manchester City goals, uh, six to four plus one fifty, over three and a half, four to one, over four and a half, ten to one. That might be the one for me, but um yeah, I think nice. absolutely. I mean, be, you know, we, we've got to finish the season off with a nice ladder, haven't we? And, and yes, definitely got potential, hasn't it? Hundred percent, it has, Buzz. Um, I might see. I I'm off to Mallorca tomorrow. Most people uh, who've been joining us in the chat are all excited for me holiday. Um, so yeah, I'll watch the Europa League in Spain tomorrow, and then I'll watch this somewhere. I was considering going to um, Mallorca at home on Sunday night, Buzz. Last game of La Liga season. Um, right. except the return to Rio Vallecano and I've already seen them once this year they came and played Newcastle pre-season uh, so I don't know if I can stomach another Rio Vallecano outfit I'll have to say how bored Bob is if Bob's climbing the walls because he's got nothing to do on his holidays uh, we might have a little trip up to Parma and watch um, watch Mallorca against Vallecano but other than that um, I'll primarily be um, horizontal with a beer in my hand um, for the next few days. Fancy pants, indeed, Captain Insano. Baz, anything you need to tell the people? I've got to be doing baseball in six minutes. No, I'll, I'll leave that to you. I think we'll, we'll probably be a week before we're back on again when we will cover the Champions League final. Um, so we'll probably skip our show at the weekend and, and get back on next Wednesday or Thursday to cover that. Uh, but otherwise... Been good. It's been a you know our first Premier League. It feels like we've done a full season, Malcolm. Um, yeah. Then, then you remember we only started this after the World Cup, so we've only done half a season of Premier League podcast. Uh, but it's been good fun, and and I think there's plenty of people have got involved and, and supported us, and, and that's greatly appreciated. But keep doing that. Make sure you keep liking, following, reviewing, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and we'll have loads more. We'll keep going over the summer, um, and we'll hit the ground running from there. Uh, from August, September, when the Premier League starts up again. Yeah, it feels a bit weird not having like a futures sort of rap show to do like we did on the World Cup. Yeah. Like the, the million pound show primarily, um, which exactly, um, that'll be uh, that'll be the highlight, I think, of next uh, of this pre-season, Baz, will be the Premier League million pound show. But there's so much to keep us going over the summer. Uh, so it might be once a week, might be twice a week, we'll just see. Probably next Thursday night to the Champions League because I'm travelling on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, look out for for Thursday night Champions League picks. Gives us plenty of time. Uh, Baz, would you like to say Old Trafford once more before we go? Yeah, Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Good luck with your bets. Hope to get stuffed. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.